0: In May of 2020, FreightWaves Live is headed back to the largest freight market in the Southeast, Atlanta, Georgia. Join FreightWaves for our best event yet, featuring captivating keynote speakers and rapid-fire demos of technology that is sure to take our industry to the next level. This is your opportunity to interact with some of the most innovative leaders as we mark a new decade in transportation. See you in Atlanta, May 5th and 6th. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this week's On The Spot. I'm here today with Kevin Hill filling in for JP. John Paul Hampstead is on the road today, so you're filling in for him today. Thanks for joining. Uh, Thank you. you. know, it's it's that time of year, Kevin. You know, you were a broker for, for a long time. Yes. Uh, you, you experienced this market, um, mm-hmm. you know, but the market isn't the same every year. You know, every January is a little different than the last are a little bit more interesting. 2018's January, of course, was very interesting. Exciting uh, for some reason. Uh, yes. Last January, not so much. Um, no. So, you know, I think it's interesting to notice, you know, what kind of part of the cycle we're in in terms of the freight market. We all know that January is going to be a slow, soft, soft month. What we were talking about, we play card games this time of yeah. year. You know, in the Some office. around memes. There's, there's quite a bit. Right? You know, we, we do a lot of entertaining of yeah. each other. But it looks like we do have at least looking forward into the way future, mm-hmm. you know, at least a, a month or two. Uh, we're, we're in this period of a, cy- a cyclic change, a shift, if you will. We had a yeah. we had a pretty robust uh, Christmas holiday season on the spot market. Very good. Uh, you know, that peak was higher mm-hmm. than summer peak, which is a good sign uh, for anybody that's well I guess not necessarily for shippers but for for carriers and brokers it's a decent sign Uh, but shippers should be happy as well because this means that the market itself maybe the economy is actually doing a little bit better
1: yeah you know as a shipper if you're shipping more goods you don't mind paying a higher tighter rate right right? because sales are up everyone's happy transportation budgets might be a little bit thin but as long as people are making money that's as not long, really too much of a worry. Yeah, right? As long as the volatility isn't throwing you into a complete... As long as it's not January of 2018, yes, right? right? That is just <laughs> and, and a noble market. Which is, is, is not what we're seeing right now. No. It, the, the good thing about... The positive thing about January of 2020, after this peak holiday, is really... It, it is that year-over-year comps are going to be much easier That's true. than 2019. So we're going to see positive numbers going through the first quarter, even though it's going to be soft as as usual and, and probably no fireworks, no January 2018, no. but certainly not a January of 2019.
0: Right. And when we are seeing volumes actually exceeding last year. Yes. By, and that consistently uh, so, so. Consistently. So hopefully we'll see
1: rejections, right? About tender rejections or o oh, Try exceed
0: last year too. Which will still be difficult early on because early we're on, still yes. falling off that 2018 high. Mm-hmm. Uh, tender rejections right now as of today about 10%. About 10%. So 10%. Still, I, still pretty... High, but it's it's coming down pretty fast. Uh, yeah, and I think January of twenty nineteen they
1: started off about fourteen percent mm-hmm. and by the end of January we're at seven percent. Right. And went down to six, five, <laughs> four. Didn't really move off that yep. bottom until this this holiday season, yeah. really, where we're in double digits again for the first time. Yeah. In twenty nineteen. So hopefully, you know, February that, that we'll see some good positives from positive year over year numbers for oh. And getting into March, April, the warm season, produce season, construction season, flatbed season.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> uh, when things spike, hopefully capacity will, will, will right itself in the, the, the first quarter of, of 2020. And by March, we might be able to see some movement, some, a little bit of volatility in, in capacity.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's really the key this year. I think we are looking for more volatility this year than mm-hmm. we did last year. There's a lot of uncertainty in the market still. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of new regulations coming we into play, do. AB5 that just got five um, pushed off. My uh, favorite is the drug testing.
1: Yeah, the Whether drug the testing, house, and the clearinghouse. The doubling from 25% random to 50% random, random I think will build that clearinghouse much quicker
0: than we, we thought it would a week ago or two weeks For ago. For sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And I think that, uh, you know, some of these things are actually going to be more prohibitive to people entering the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think that's something you're going to see overnight. It's going to be something that happens over a longer stretch of time, yes. especially over the next few months. Um, economic... Uncertainties, you know. There are, you know. I assume uh, comes
1: out. I think today, or today? maybe uh, maybe early next week, and that has plunged over the last 12 months. Yeah, especially uh, right? on the new order side. I, I know. Yeah. I know. Which is not a good sign. It is, for it's not a good sign. Demand. So, but but it, it's bad right now. Mm-hmm. The, the numbers are recessionary. So any uptick in those numbers would be really good for for all the modes, sure. right? Especially flatbed. Yeah. So. Uh, oil prices, you know. We got IMO with, 2020. Uh, we have IMO yeah. <laughs> 2020. So we'll see. And we had uh, some geopolitical issues with Iran uh,
0: late yesterday. So we'll see what oil, the price of oil does. You know, does. people always ignore oil or the, the price of gas, like fuel. I the, know they, when I was yeah. in pricing, you know, it was always mm-hmm. funny to me to, just to hear, you know, a lot of my sales reps would say, ah, they don't really care about the fuel surcharge. Just let them know what it's yeah. going to be and they'll they'll be all right. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that's... That's kind of crazy because the price well, is set based on where the fuel surcharge is going to fluctuate so if exactly. you get, you know if you're putting out a bid and you know you're doing it at a time when prices are elevated for fuel and they contract throughout mm-hmm. the year you're actually going to get the benefit of that as a shipper you will and,
1: you, you definitely will and uh-huh. and on the spot market everything's really all in yeah y- you do all in pricing so right. the, so so fuel does even though you have a surcharge and contract pricing or paper. Mm-hmm paper pricing that that fuel bleeds into what you bid on your sure. line haul you know it's not really completely separate if you look at it like a diagram there's a lot of overlap and and the price of fuel and what you expect fuel to be in in six months exactly. has a lot to do with your line haul rate
0: exactly no especially on the spot market like you said the uh, you know a lot of people just give you an all-in rate well that That inflates the spot market price. It it does, it does. (laughs) I I used to hate doing fuel surcharges
1: surcharges on, on spot rates because it just got really confusing. Right, you, know, you start comparing miles to miles and <laughs> and things like that. It was just so much easier just to do all-in rate, and everyone could calculate what they're making on line haul and fuel surcharge. But a lot of times, right. smaller
0: carriers, especially,
1: it all bleeds together. For sure, it's all one giant expense.
0: Yeah, and the uh, you know with IMO hitting, you know we are seeing some underlying, you know at least the early stages of
1: mm-hmm. this
0: rumbling. The WTI, the West uh, Texas Intermediate yep. price, has gone up significantly over the last mm-hmm. couple of months. Uh, really, you know, independent of the Saudi attacks in September. So we are expecting to see, you know, increasing fuel price over the next at least two to three months. I I, I think so, too,
1: right? So so IMO went in effect... January first, January first, yeah. so so it's so a Wednesday, so it's probably going to take some time for that to, to bleed through. Mm-hmm. You know, the you know the bunker fuels, marine ports were, were converting into low sulfur, but to really gear it up and have it have it sold or, or used at scale could take six weeks, take, it, take eight weeks. You never know when that price is really going to. To, to, to move on you and yeah. you're, you're seeing some rumblings of it a little bit yep. and you know you have to see how hard that's going to be enforced in, in the different ports in the world and you know the refinery kind of planning and scheduling because if that price does go up they're going to really schedule for more of the, the very low sulfur fuels what VL SFO right. instead of diesel mm-hmm. and as we know diesel and the new marine oils are made from basically the same
0: feedstock. Right. So I guess in the near term, we're not expecting too much to happen over the next week or so.
1: No, January no. is
0: January. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jan- you know, basically, it's going to get
1: softer from here yeah.
0: uh, starting next week probably. Well, typically, what media. is it? Week three of January is typically the bottom of the market for the year in, in general, it, it you is. Know, on average. It is. So, so all the shippers, they got everything they could get out the door
1: by new year's eve mm-hmm. make that the annual number yep. right book that revenue so it's it's going to troll off from here you know yeah. late january early february it's cold not much construction's going
0: got all on that, manufacturing
1: know, slows well, the weather, retail it, slows and the
0: weather actually plays more of a role mm-hmm. in capacity uh, constriction than a than just straight demand or, you it, know, it, carrier availability. It, it does. I don't know if you went mm-hmm. through the uh, polar vortex of, what,
1: 2014, <laughs> I think yes. it was. Yes, <laughs> uh That was six weeks of, of just uh, banging your head against the wall. Right. Uh, we are trying to do same-day freight
0: uh, on that and, you and, know, 100 calls to get one truck. And there is but, a lot of weather coming through the country at this point in time. So There is. the Pacific Northwest, the Midwest is at risk this next mm-hmm. week. Uh, so certainly watch for that. Any kind of you know, especially in uh, Minnesota of all places, I've noticed has been yeah. really volatile this year. Uh, so the that's, nation's that's, ice box has really been uh, something. That, uh, like so something else. The right? spot rates, yeah, the spot rates there have been uh, pretty pretty volatile. So any last words before we wrap it up for this
1: week, Tim? No, I think it's just going to be, it's going to be a slow start to, mm-hmm. to Q1 of 2020. But mm-hmm. by the end of that, maybe the, the early Q2, like mm-hmm. March, April, yep. I think you're going to see some volatility in the market. I think the excess capacity is going to be bleeding out mm-hmm.
0: and we'll have a more balanced market. Good deal. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's On the Spot. Stay tuned for more next week.
1: Voices from every corner of the supply chain concerning all modes of transportation. From the world's largest logistics podcast network, this is what the freight tech revolution sounds like. Freightcast presented by Freightways. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts.